to the Court of Three podcast with Spencer and Lisa. We um, thought we were going to have a special guest. Uh, she bailed. Elizabeth, but she did. She bailed. She's um, not much for public speaking. Um, she's kind of quiet anyway, just normally. But maybe one day we'll get her on here with us. One day. Yeah. One day. I'm going to have to pay her. Probably. That's what I'm going to have to do. I'm going to have to bribe her. Yeah. With something. I'll figure that one out. A trip to Dick's Sporting Goods. Yeah. His favorite. Or food. Cookie, or yeah, cookie money. crumble. Or, mm-hmm. Money. Yeah. That always works. Um, well, yes, welcome to the Quarter 3 Podcast. We're glad to be back with you this week. And uh, we're going to kick it off with a few icebreaker questions. So this yeah. week I was uh, at an, an event at the school... On Friday, they had a guy come in from this organization called Axis, and it's an organization that helps parents. They almost really kind of serve as a research assistant for parents when it comes to trends and culture and, you know, dealing with technology and things like that. And there was a, uh, there was a question that came up. I was like, oh, that's a really good question. What is... Your favorite app. Oh, well. What is your favorite app? I know what yours is. I know because I play it a lot. Yeah. They make fun of me. I like Wordscapes. Yeah. I you like, like Wordscapes. What's your... thousand brilliance and... Yeah, so... <laughs> how many le- so How many levels have you been playing on Wordscapes? How many levels are you at now? Oh, I don't know. You, you need to open that up. Yeah, let me see. Uh, a lot, and I don't. I, I mean, I. It's kind of like I get on a kick and uh-huh. I play it, you know, for a while straight, and then I kind of lay it down, um, for a little while. I'm on level eight thousand one hundred. Good grief! <laughs> eight thousand one hundred and thirteen. I wonder how many hours then you've spent playing Wordscape. If I you said, were to, it's like I get on a kick and I, I do it to just. I don't. I don't want to do anything else. Plus, it exercises my brain. Mm-hmm. I teach my kids that word games and using that muscle—it's good for you. Sharpens your brain. Yeah, if you've never played Wordscapes, it's fun. Lisa encourages you to play Wordscapes. Do you have another favorite app? Well, right now I like the. NCAA March Madness Live app. Oh, yeah. We're going to talk about. Watch my games even when I'm not at home. Yeah, we can talk about brackets being busted. Um, What's another app? It's not. You're the one that you kind of research or I guess just with your um, reading and all the things you listen to, other people you listen to and talk to, you seem to find these really um, neat ones that, are, are useful. I mm-hmm. don't really. That's not. I mean, I use my store apps. I love things like that, but I don't really add a lot of apps. Yeah, well, I can tell you which ones I, I I don't enjoy. I don't enjoy the apps that like like remind apps. Yeah. Or like because you don't like group. No. Texting. I can't stand group texting. Being in a thread oh, of no. a conversation. No, I have my group texting lo- feature completely turned off. I know. I know. Totally turned off. I know, honey. Cause but with kids, it's it's 
those things sometimes are a little a necessity, and it's they can be useful. Yeah, but I've got a solution to group texting. What? It, it's my favorite. It's one of my favorite apps. Oh yeah. It's called yeah. Reach. Yes. It's called Reach. So it's, it's called the Reach app, and I can go in and I can create groups in my Reach app, and then in the group. Um, I can send the group a text, but I, what it allows me to do is it allows me to create one message, mm-hmm. and I can personalize. I can put like a little placeholder in there, so it has like a and little at symbol, name. and I can make it personal to mm-hmm. the person, mm-hmm. and like I would send that person a text. Like I mean, of course, I did write it, but I really try to keep it like in my own in my own form of speech, um, the way that I would say it, not like some, you know, pre-populated text or something like that. But what it does is it, it creates the message that I want to send to a number of people, whether if it's five or 10 or a hundred or 200, however many, and I can, create the message that I want to send, I can personalize the message, but then what I've got to do is I have to, when I go to send it, I send it individually mm-hmm. and I've got to mm-hmm. send it each time, which I don't have a problem with doing. It's just clicking the little button and you just see the name. And right. It, and for some things that you do, that yeah. makes sense. One of the big ones that I use it for is my pastor's prayer list. And if I want to send a group if I want to send that message to a group of pastors and I don't want to type the same text over and over and over and over again, it just goes ahead and takes the message I created, populates it, puts it into the text message system to that particular person. And then all I got to do is hit send. And that's a really, really cool app. It cost me about five bucks a month, but uh, for the amount of texting that I do each week for that those groups or my FCA huddles or anything like that. That's a really, really cool, cool uh, mm-hmm. app. Yeah, I like it a lot. What's another one you like? Um, I like Truebill. I mentioned Truebill the other day. Truebill is a pretty neat. I'm still getting used to it, but Truebill is a, a finance app. That's a That's a cool one. And get upside. Get upside's a pretty cool that's app. That's um, a way to get cash back at gas stations and restaurants mm-hmm. in your area, um, and and it puts cash back into your account, and you can either put it back into your checking account or get a gift card or you name it, and and we're it works. Still, yeah, we're still. It works. Um, learning that one. Too. Yeah. Uh, I think That's I've got. Good so I think I'm pushing like 20 bucks, getting cash mm-hmm. back. Um, I know you can get probably 14 percent, 14, 15 percent cash back on gas purchases. Which, considering hey, gas prices, the prices today, now yeah, you um, get that, that's pretty good. Back. Um, you can get seven to 14 percent cash back at restaurants. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's pretty cool. I like it a lot. Um, that's another one of my favorites. Um, I like, 
I love my my podcast app. I love the Apple Podcast. I enjoy I enjoy that. That's a, that's I just always use a, Spotify. I like that's always Spotify. a fun one. And then my Train Heroic app. That's what I use to train mm-hmm. when I'm training at D1 and uh, tracking all my exercises and all that stuff. So I got a lot of you know fun. You cool have pages apps. and pages I do. of apps. Uh, no, you've got the pages of apps. I, I've well, got. You have this hole because you like get in one and then you open it up and it expands to fifty five more. Yeah, mine is simple. I'm a minimalist. Yeah, I am very much a minimalist. Yeah. Okay. That you are. Mm-hmm. So, do you ever feel like you're three apps behind? Oh yes, yes. I I can raise my hand and say that. I am maybe not technologically challenged in that I, I can't figure things out, but I'm not quick to jump on to technology. I I love paper, pen, touching my books. I don't want to read on iPads. and um, You tend to still do that even more than me. Um, I'm not so much of a gadget person. Mm-hmm. I'm old school, I guess. I, yeah, okay uh, yeah, that is that is something. But I'm not opposed to trying it, and I like how you teach me and show me and introduce me to things. And at school, I learn how to incorporate technology. Mm-hmm. But I think my natural instinct is old school. Yeah, I use my I use my iPads like like exclusively for yeah anything when I'm doing any public speaking or anything like yeah. that. And use the Good Reader app, which allows me to upload a PDF to that app, and then in the PDF, I'm able to actually go in and make notes on the PDF uh, that I'm going to be using in the Good Reader app that I'm going to be teaching from. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's another one of my favorites. So, okay. So, another question. Is your bracket busted? Did you even fill out a bracket? No, I know. I'm terrible. It just, there was too much going on um, this week with just too much going on. School and life and soccer and home stuff. And I just didn't. And then already the games were starting. I didn't jump on it like I normally do ahead of time. And I'm just living in the moment, though. I'm enjoying watching the games. I've had it on. A lot. My team, let's just say, is in the Sweet 16. And who is your team? 30th time. Who's your team? Tar Heels, University of North Carolina. Why is UNC your school of choice when it comes to basketball? Well, because that was a connection that my dad and I had. Now, I didn't play basketball. I'm, I'm five foot two um and not coordinated enough to dribble and run at the same time um so I didn't play basketball but I loved watching it and learning about the game from my dad my dad I I remember being really little I mean I guess like four years old and daddy would play in church league and we would go and and I would watch him and again to me my dad was six six so I'm thinking, oh, he's the tallest basketball player I know, you know. And uh, I, I guess he could dunk at one point. But I just remember basketball being a love of his. And 
I enjoyed spending time with Daddy, and we would watch basketball. He is from North Carolina, didn't go to school at Chapel Hill, but being from around North Carolina, that was just kind of a team he picked and loved, coaches, respected coaches from that school. So I vividly remember in the 80s as an elementary kid watching North Carolina basketball and a lot of the great names, Sam Perkins and James Worthy and Michael Jordan, obviously, mm-hmm. the greatest of all time. And then my dad actually gave me a trip to the Final Four, which is still one of my top memories is of that all times. In the Annapolis? Yes, actually, it was in Indianapolis. In Indianapolis, not in the Annapolis. It was called the RCA Dome when we went in 1991. That was kind of my senior graduation gift, and it was the best thing. It was just me and my dad, road trip to Indiana, um, where I had never experienced flat land like that when we got up there that was something very new for me to just see for miles and miles and miles and miles Mm -hmm. and not even so much as a little hill or a bump (laughs) um just flat and farmland that was different um so seeing another part of the country was fun and just staying in a hotel room and going to eat with my dad and watching basketball for a whole weekend and my team was in it it was actually North Carolina, Duke, UNLV, Running Rebels, and the Kansas Jayhawks. And my team got out. They played hard, um, got out. It ended up being Duke and Kansas in the final. And Duke won. That was, um, I think, Krzyzewski's first year winning that would have been 1991. And then they went back-to-back back because they won in 92 as well. And that was Grant Hill and Christian Leitner. Boo. Mm. So, one of my favorite memories. So, that's where my love of basketball comes from with my daddy. And we still text as we're watching games. Yeah, you do. Yeah. I passed it on to Tyler. He's a Carolina Tyler, mm-hmm. same. <laughs> yes. I mean, y'all – we're on the phone talking. We were FaceTiming. Oh, you were FaceTiming? Yeah, we were on FaceTime. Finishing the game yesterday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Watching it together the last yeah. minute. Yelling at the TV. Yeah. My, <laughs> I love March Madness. And it's the last two minutes of the game, which Madness. is always a flipping eternity. Spencer just, he just, he's, he's become does it take, a basketball fan. Why does it take 30 minutes to finish two minutes of basketball? You just don't appreciate it. Why does it take 30 minutes to finish two minutes of basketball? It's a to the end and you can never give up and i have seen teams win in 0.3 seconds like that's true it is amazing. a fight to the end it's amazing it is it is but i wish that they could eliminate the timeouts oh my they have a gajillion timeouts it's uh, like you get a it's like well you get not really three, do you, you get like the michigan fab five oh yeah well that was chris weber he's yeah. never been able to live that one down but think I mean y'all have like I don't know five timeouts. Plays you have to set up your inbound. You got to set. Up Why can't you have timeouts in soccer? I know. You can't you know, just stop a game. That. Our girls have said you can't just stop a game. Right. 
Why can't you stop a game in basketball? Sometimes and they need us to yeah. explain something and draw it up on the board. Yeah, sub them. Yeah. Sub them out. I know. And then coach them up. Yeah. It's different. Give the kid a play. Different. Let them go in and coach it's their different. team. Lead the team. It's different. We're not going to solve that tonight. Yeah, I, I just don't understand that part. Okay, so I didn't make a bracket, but mine would be busted. Is yours? Oh, mine was busted like before I even said it. <laughs> <laughs> Just because you don't know a lot about basketball. <laughs> oh yeah, I, mine was busted Spencer because Spencer let I, it populate on its own. Yeah, mine was busted because I did set it. Yeah, that, yeah. I mean, is Lizzie ahead? Oh yeah. Is Lizzie winning? Let me let me just I'm gonna check my, my bracket girl. here. I'm That's gonna check girl. the bracket. Uh, let's see. I have so Lizzie I just, and I are in our in our bracket. We we, we both filled out two mm-hmm. brackets. Okay. She's in first place with thirty six points. Uh-huh. I have a second place team with thirty three. Now both of us mm-hmm. picked Gonzaga to win. Uh, the championship. What? On those two brackets. Then okay. Lizzie has who? Duke. Yes. In winning the championship. That's and who she's I in third. Played. And then I have a I have the fourth bracket. I'm in fourth place with 29 points, and I've got the Longhorns winning in that one. Um, but I think they may be out. You picked Texas. Okay. No, they're still in. Texas no, still is still in. in. Yeah. I'm just sitting here looking no, at I it. I don't think they're going to win. Okay. But, yeah. All I right. mean, I got I got more. Well, a lot of the number one seeds. I got more X's on here. Lost or almost lost. On my bracket. It's terrible. <laughs> yeah. 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 But it's fun to do. It is fun. And um, we, we enjoy that. It's fun. So... All right, so what's on tap for today? Lisa's rolling her hand at me again, well, people. She's rolling her hand. She's like, you got to hurry up there, breed love. You chase these rabbits. Well, what's wrong with that? I, you just got to stay on task, honey. No. Yes. No. Efficiency. No. Yes. People like rabbits. No, they don't like rambling. I don't like I'm rambling. not rambling. Okay, now you've caused me to ramble. Are you rambling? All right, so we were going to talk about... The message at church today. Yep. And I know we were singing a song. We started singing a song, and I was in worship mode, and you tap me and say, look at what I said this morning. Um, what was the name of that song? Was it the new one that they yeah. were teaching us? I don't know the name of it because. I'm going to look it up. I'm going to say I found new, it. a new one. But I love the words that he won't, you know. He's he won't. Ever, He's not ever going to fail. Yeah. He won't. He won't fail. He's n- never failed me before. He won't fail me now. Yeah, that was one That's good. The words powerful, were rich. That was yes. one powerful song. And it was a lot of verses. We didn't you don't really sing the chorus much. Mhm. But I like that because the verses just were those reminders over and over. Um, specifically how he won't fail us. He will be with us. He will never leave us. He will never forsake us. Hmm. Yeah, this, this is a song by Maverick City Music. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yes. And the, uh, the lyrics in here, 
obviously the chorus is he won't, he won't, he won't fail, he won't fail, he won't, no, 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 he won't, he won't, he will not fail, he won't fail. But um, the, uh, I don't know if this is like the bridge or what, but uh-huh. the first verse is uh, Christ is my firm foundation, the rock on which I stand. When everything around me is shaken, I've never been more, more glad, glad that I put my faith in Jesus because yes. he's never let me down. He's faithful through generations. So why would he fail now? He won't. He won't. He won't. Mm-hmm. And then the second verse is I've still got joy in chaos. I've got peace that makes no sense. So I won't be going under. I'm not held by my own strength because I've built my life on Jesus. He's never let me down. He's faithful in every season. So why should he fail me now? And, man, I tell you, that. and then there's the course, and then there's the bridge and stuff. It was a beautiful, mm-hmm. beautiful song. And yeah, when I was when we were singing that, I was reminded of uh, it, it. It brought back what uh, I had specifically sent to the pastors that I pray for every Sunday. Mm-hmm. And there's about between the pastors that I pray for for our home church at Bethlehem and the number of pastors that I have on my list in my group. There's probably right at 160 pastors that. I send a message to every Sunday just to let them know I'm praying for them. Mm-hmm. And this morning, it was uh, it was it was really based out of Psalm 62, and it it says my the text that I sent was my prayer for you and for me is that we would know the power and steadfast love that belongs to the Lord. We can trust him always and pour out our heart to him. He is our refuge. And then as I signed off on it, I said, God has never let me down. And then I did a little strong arm and Mm -hmm. signed my name. Mm -hmm. But God has never let me down. And I think whether if it's pastors or just people, people need to know and and believe that God will never let you down. It's mm-hmm. the way it's his character. Right. It's who he is. Uh, you may feel like it um, that that he's let you down. Um, but his nature is to be faithful always. God will never cease to be faithful. He cannot. He can't. If there's anything, you know, there, there are some things that God can't do. If you really think about it, God can't lie. Can't right sin. He can't. Yeah. He can't. He can't sin. Right. Uh, he, he cannot. He, can't. he cannot be faithless. He cannot be unfaithful. Um, and the reason is is because of his nature, because mm-hmm. of who he is. Mm-hmm. There are some things that God just can't do. His divine nature. Mm-hmm. And. And that's one of them, is that God cannot be unfaithful. Isn't that cool? It's very cool. 
and he God cannot fail. And sometimes when it doesn't make sense in your head, that's when you have to trust. Yes. That's where faith comes in. I can't I can't reason, I can't rationalize this. I don't understand. I can't explain it. I just have to trust. And, and when, I have to trust his character. Yeah, when there's I have to trust he is who he says he mm-hmm. is. He is I am. I am. And when everything around me is shaken, mm-hmm. your faith in Jesus, all right, is, is solid because he's never let you down. Mm-hmm. And you can have joy in the chaos. You can have peace that makes no sense. It's, I mean, that is the beautiful relationship that we can have with the Lord. Which leads into the sermon this morning. Yeah. Talking about Galatians, one of yes. my favorite books. And and basically, it's religion versus relationship. Mm-hmm. What was your What was your favorite part, or what was your Ooh. big takeaway in that um, in in Jason's message today? Hmm. And by the way, as she's thinking about that, Lisa and I attend Bethlehem Church here in we are actually at our Oconee campus but Bethlehem Church is based out of Bethlehem Georgia our pastor is Jason Britt I think my biggest takeaway was probably towards the end I mean there were other things and I just I took like two pages of notes I was trying to keep up with it but basically him saying there's basically two distortions of the gospel. You have legalism and you have compartmentalization. Mm -hmm. And he deconstructed both of those really well and talked about how we all have probably some tendencies because of upbringing, because of history, because of heritage, because of circumstances and situations that we, we, you know, might would tend to lean towards these. But what struck me when he was talking about the compartmentalization, he said the era in which we grew up in Southern Baptist Mm -hmm. Bible Belt churches of what if you die tonight? Better make sure you're saved. And, you know, some of this fear and you got to make sure in the afterlife that you're going to receive heaven. you mm-hmm. got to have that fire insurance, mm-hmm. basically. And I've even heard that said. Mm-hmm. Me you too. Know, you need this fire insurance. Um, or, and framed it that way. But then Pastor Jason said, what if you live? Yeah, what if you live? <laughs> like, and, and you think about it. Christ, he came to die. He says that so that we might live. Right. And I truly believe that means, yes, that we do gain eternity when we accept Christ as our personal Lord and Savior. We gain all the rights and the privileges and everything just as his own son Jesus has. So we get eternity with him and heaven and his presence and all that comes with that. But he means for us to live now as well. Yeah. Not just in the afterlife. Well, so that, yeah, really, we were I was in, like, wow. Yeah. When we were trained, you know, 
we go through evangelism drink. We do EE, and or we in EE's evangelism explosion, yes. or you do other type of, of yes. evangelistic training. A lot of those evangelism trainings were all based on they come to a question. They come of, to that question. If you were to die tonight, if you walk out of here, take your last breath. Yeah. And I understand oh, yeah. the heart behind oh, it. Oh, I do too. Because we're all going to die. Sure we are. And you need to know Ooh. that you are eternally secure. You need to know that there's a point that you have made that decision mm-hmm. to trust in Jesus. But I think, yes, just that paradigm shift of understanding the gospel is meant for right now too. It's the good news that Jesus Christ came he did something that we could never do Mm -hmm. so that we can come back in relationship with god the father Mm -hmm. and that's to live right now to have an abundant life to live a spirit-filled life yeah i i I, I too liked how he framed it when he went from what if you died tonight yeah and then oh what if you live tomorrow yeah Exactly. If you didn't die tonight and you're alive tomorrow, what are you going to do about it? Right. Because, how how because are you going to live? You know, and that's the thing, that we don't judge a person's heart. We are not to say and look around that person saved and that person's not. Only God can see the heart. He, that's what he looks on, not the outward appearance of man. But yet, we want to teach people if you have given your life to Christ and you have accepted him as your savior and you give him that position of lordship that he rightly deserves in your life, you want to live differently. You want to pursue him. Mm-hmm. You want him to develop the fruit of the spirit in your life. It's not a have to and it's not a list because then that's where it got into the legalism. That's the legalism. Jesus and fill in the blank. Right. Whatever else you got to have. That's not it either. Yeah. And towards the end of the of, of the message, when, when Jason was landing the plane mm-hmm. and really drawing this first chapter of Galatians to a close. And this is something that you and I had talked about earlier in that then after three years, yeah. the where, where Paul said in verse 18, when he said, then after three years, after he's addressing, he's basically just telling his story. And when, right, when God, tra- and read that when right God transforms, a life there's always this story mm-hmm. and the story centers on the gospel and what Jesus does for us and in verse 13 Paul says you've heard of my former life mm-hmm. he was Saul and what he did mm-hmm. and yeah he was set out to destroy the church he mm-hmm. was well educated mm-hmm. he was he was a Hebrew of Hebrews. He was uh, trained at the highest level possible. And then, but then he says, but God had set him apart before he was born 
And God called him by his grace. And God was pleased, God was pleased to reveal his son Jesus to him. And then he there's a pause and it's like, and then after three years. So here's there's a three year period of time where you don't really hear anything from Paul. Nobody hears anything from Paul. But then Paul is doing a work and he's writing letters and he's planting churches and he is um he visits with the disciples yes and then in the last part of galatians 1 it says he who used to persecute us that's paul or saul at that time saul He who used to persecute us is now preaching the faith he once tried to destroy. Mm. And Paul said, and they glorified God because of me. When I read that part, the question that I wrote down was, Mm -hmm. are others glorifying God because of me? Mm. Does my my life life reflect that kind of life? Does my life... Is my story of transformation, is it about me or is it about the work that God is doing in me? Hmm. If it's about the work that God is doing in me, then the result is is that people will glorify the Lord and not glorify me because it's not about me. It ain't, isn't there nothing I can do? There's nothing I can do to bring change to me no uh, it says right there in the obedience. scripture you read right that he drew yes yeah he called me by his grace yes and god was pleased to reveal his son jesus to me mm-hmm. and for me that was at a young age um and now at this life at 50 does my life glorify god are people glorifying God because of me? And I think that's a question that we should all ask. Does my life please the Lord? Because mm-hmm. I think we all influence, but is the influence right pointing necessarily to God, or is it just eh, mm-hmm. you're, you made some good points and whatever, you're a good person, you're, you're good that, or great at this, and oh, way to go, or is it, Right. Well, it was a really powerful yeah. message. It was. And I can't wait to was great. track through mm-hmm. uh, over these the next rest several of Galatians, weeks yes. leading up to Easter. Yes. This is going to be really, really good. And I loved what he said. He said, Romans, you know, I love the book of Romans. It is yeah. rich, rich, rich. And, you know, I always encourage people um, that uh, – are believers and you know just really want to dig a little deeper romans tells you what grace is i mean it is the you know the yeah plan of salvation is laid out in romans no one is without excuse Uh and the romans road i mean we memorize that um for evangelism purposes and to show people so romans explicitly tells you what grace is and he said and this was i think from martin martin luther Luther. Mm -hmm. he said this in his writings he said 
And that is a great book, and we need to read Romans, and we need to read it again and again and again and understand it. But we also need to read Galatians because it tells you what grace is not. Mm -hmm. And we, in this day and age, are allowing distortions from the enemy and, um, you know, just slight variations and deviations from the absolute truth of God's word. We're allowing that to creep in. And we need to know what grace is not. Yeah. And I love that we're going to study it. And I love how Jason really kind of kicked it off of, of the, here's the warning of Galatians. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and that is, is that the devil disturbs the church as much by error as mm. by evil. Yes. And that when he cannot entice Christian people into sin, he's going to deceive them with false doctrine. Yeah. So, We've really got to keep our heads on a swivel. We've got to keep our eyes in the book. Alert. Mm-hmm. And we got to stay alert. That's why mm-hmm. we are told to stand firm, mm-hmm. to be alert, uh, because it, it's more than just the evil that's out there. It's also the error that exists. Which we're so much more, you know, we can see outright evil. Most oh, yeah. I mean, and, we, and we despise it. And uh-huh. we would, we would uh, you know, shake a finger at mm-hmm. that. But. And there's error out the there. Error and the little tiny twisting, oh, and yeah. distortions and deceptions that creeps in. Yeah. Mm. Oh yeah. It, it, I, we could we could spend. Oh yes. We could spend a whole other yes. hour or two on another podcast talking about no. the errors yes. and the things that people say to make mm-hmm. them feel better. Mm-hmm. Um, come up with their own and theology. come up with their own theologies and all this bull crap mm-hmm. that just does not fit with scripture right it does not fit right um for example i'll just use this one because this one really drives me nuts Uh especially the times that i do funerals and stuff like that but it's like um it's like some people some people will say that you know that and and I get it. It it makes them feel better, and it helps them in the grieving process. So I'm not knocking the grieving process. It does help people to Move grieve. It. Uh-huh. But the best way to help you deal with grief is with truth, not made up stuff. Yes, I agree. You cannot so claim truthful. Scripture. So let's claim, claim truth. God's word, His promises. Not yes. opinion. Not not. Made up, up stuff. There rocking with grandma now. Oh yeah, yeah. Cringe. Or, or well, God just want another angel another home. Angel. We don't become angels anyway. That's just completely. I've never seen that in scripture. It's not. We don't become angels. Angels were created beings. I teach my yeah graders that yeah he created all the angels already. Yeah, it's oh yeah. It well, just yeah. Anyway. It just drives me nuts. And so, people, here's the deal. If you ever have a question about things like that, go to the scripture yes. and find truth. Yes. That's it. Yes. Period. Measure it. Yes. It is right. That is the plumb line. Mm-hmm. Scripture is the plumb line. And that's, we have to know scripture too. I mean, that's where Paul was going with the Galatians church, church as well. That, you know, we got to know it, not just head, but heart. And Right. Mm-hmm. What else is on your mind there, Lisa? You got anything? 
She's shaking her head like, no, I don't. Not now. I okay. just follow your notes. Samantha. You just follow in my There's notes. There's nothing left else for me in the notes. <laughs> Do you want to add anything? No. No? No, I was finished with that topic. Well, I thought about <laughs> taking a little bit of time to talk about my, my Bible reading this morning, but we're already pushing right at 40 minutes. Um, so I thought we'd probably just come to a close. Okay. But here's... Well, you had one question on there that I thought you were going to ask. Oh, yeah. You had that one question that you... Well, let's talk about that question next week. Okay. Let's do All that right. question next week. Okay. And here's the question. We'll go ahead and throw the question out. Oh, people could be thinking. People can be sure. thinking about this. That's good. Okay. I like so that. here's the question. We'll bring this up next week and have this for conversation. Can God make a rock bigger than he can lift? Can God make a rock like a bigger, bigger than, than he, he can lift? lift? Can God make a rock bigger than he can lift? All right, we're going to think on that. So, yeah, you hey, think on that's that? Heavy. That's heavy. That's <laughs> heavy. <laughs> oh, yeah, here we go. Do my... There you <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Well, I did think about this that I thought would be something that um, is a blessing for our listeners and that is, and I don't know of any other podcast that, that do this. Um, I know one of the podcasts, one of the, I say podcast, one of the things that I do in my Bible reading is I re- use the daily audio Bible and there is a time of prayer at the end of the, of the reading of the scripture. But I thought, you know, maybe, what if we just prayed for people that listen to this? Okay. I like that idea. And and specifically just pray a blessing over them as w- you know mm-hmm. we thinking about that song he won't or the conversation that we had here when it comes to you know the message or just whatever um, comes to mind. I mean, there's a lot of brokenness out there. There's a lot of hurt, mm-hmm. a lot of pain, a lot mm-hmm. of grief, a lot of sorrow. There's just a lot, and um, I just think people need to be encouraged and prayed for. So what do you think about that? Sounds good. Well, let me pray for us, Okay. and um, we'll pray for our listeners. And if you ever have any prayer requests, if this is something that we can, if this is a way that Lisa and I can serve you, please email your prayer requests to us at the court of three at gmail.com and I'll put that in the show notes and you can email us there. You can also send us a message on uh, our Instagram page at court of three and uh, we'll be, we'll be happy to pray for you. We promise to keep that anonymous um, as well. Um, and if it's something that you feel like you'd, want to share with other people let us know that too and we'll be happy to uh, send that out and and share that publicly um with others um obviously we'll be discreet 
on how we share that. But if there is something that, that we can pray for for you and have our community, the quarter three community, pray for you about, then um, we'll be happy to share that on your behalf. So let me pray for us, and then we will wrap it up. Father, thank you for today. Thank you for uh, the message that we heard at church this morning. Thank you for the truth that sets us free. And God, I pray for every person that listens to this podcast. Lord, from from here in the state of Georgia to around the world, uh, God, you are uh, you are present. You are true. You are faithful. Uh, you are um, unable to fail. And God, we praise you for that. You are our peace in the midst of chaos. Uh, and God, that brings to mind our, our friends that are in the Ukraine and the battle that's raging there. Uh, God, I even received a text today about a family that's escaped that's in um, Poland now, and they're trying to figure out a way to to come to the states and seek refuge and god there that's just one example of people that are trying to seek refuge we know of our friends in romania uh, with pastor teo and the relief work that they're doing for the refugees that are coming out of ukraine and into the country of romania and how a a a, a simple church has raised over ten thousand dollars worth of food and supplies to serve people uh, coming out of that war-torn country uh, god for even in our own communities uh, around us lord we know that what is existing uh, around us god is um, a lack of unity uh, there is struggle there are differences in beliefs there are tensions that exist. There are people that are trying to make decisions about jobs and what their future holds. And But God, in the midst of all of those things, I pray that they would find uh, you to be their rock, their refuge, and that as Psalm 62 says in verse 8, that they would trust in you at all times, that they would pour out their heart before you because you are a refuge for us. So, God, thank you for being our refuge. Thank you, God, that we can pour out our heart to you and that we can trust you at all times. For it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. People, we love you. We're thankful for you. And we pray that you have a phenomenal week ahead. To God be the glory. Peace out.